0: after six days jesus took peter james and john with him and led that led them up a high mountain where they were all alone there he was transfigured before them his clothes became dazzling white whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them and there appeared and there appeared before them elijah and moses were talking with jesus peter said to jesus rabbi it is good for us to be here let us put on put up three shelters one for you one for others and one for elijah he did not know what to say they were so frightened then a cloud appeared and covered them and, and the voice came from the cloud, this is my son whom i love listen to him thank you So let me tell you a little story about one of my best friends who is one of my biggest inspirations. My friend Fee has got one of the biggest hearts for people that I know of. She's always challenging people in their faith. She's always, always challenging me in my faith. She's always challenged me on how I react to people, how I spend time with people, and how I spend my money as well. Well, in 2014, Got glandular fever. Now, I can't tell you much about glandular fever, but I know it's pretty horrendous and it saps just about every single bit of energy that you've got. It's more than just an extreme cold. Well, six weeks after contracting glandular fever, Fee still was not feeling any better. So she went back to the doctors and they told her that she had post viral fatigue. Three months later, It was chronic fatigue. Six months after that, she was diagnosed with ME. Fee literally spent a year of her life laying flat on her back. There were days when actually she couldn't walk to the toilet. She had to crawl to the toilet because she was that tired. And there were weeks she told me that one day she went for nine days without washing her hair because she simply did not have the energy to do it. I didn't think that was a thing until Fee told me that. She didn't think it was a thing until it happened to her. But during that time, Fee was absolutely incredible. She spent so much time praying for the people around her, loving the people around her, just from her bed, laying flat on her back. And there were times when it felt like maybe Fee was about to get better. Maybe we'd make it 100 metres down the road before we had to turn around and come back. And then there were times when she actually made it to church. She actually made it to go and visit her friends. When maybe she shouldn't have been doing that. Maybe she should have stayed in bed and worshipped God from there. But during that time, she did not stop praying. She did not stop soaking the people around her in prayer. And I know that during that time that Thee prayed for me so much. And although she was in the deepest, deepest valley... Like, she had to honestly spend a year of her life in bed. She missed a year. She had to postpone uni for a year. It was awful. But her faith grew and grew, and it flourished and flourished. And by that, Fee was one of the strongest prayer warriors that I'd ever heard. So Fee is one of my inspirations. Have a little think. Who or what inspires you? What's your inspiration story? Just have a chat to the people who are around you and share someone or something that has really, really inspired you to do something. Right. We're relatively limited, so I can't do any more exercise this morning, unfortunately. But if you had a friend or a family member on your inspiration list, just stick up your hand. Nobody. One or two people. If you had a celebrity or a great historical figure, just stick up your hand. So there are a few of you. Right, let's dig a little bit deeper into today's Bible story. Now, Jesus, John, Peter, and the other one, James, had been super busy super busy. They were exhausted. They'd been running around. They'd been miracling. They'd been feeding hundreds and thousands of people. They'd been healing. It was incredible. But we all know that when we give out and when we give out and when we give out, we are exhausted. And these disciples, I bet they were so desperate for a rest, like so desperate. And when Jesus said to them, hey guys, do you want to come for a walk with me? Let's let's go up the mountain either something really cool was about to happen or they were finally going to get a little bit of rest so of course they jumped at the choice and they began walking and walking now mountain it was a big mountain and it was a hot 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 day and Pretty sure the conversation between the three disciples began to go something like this. Let's go for a walk, he said. It'll be fun, he said. It is not fun. I'm so fed up of walking. There is sand in my shoes. I am sweating. I just want to sit down. But they kept going. Jesus had been saying strange things like, After I'm gone, and when I'm gone. Now, Peter, James, and John would have spent a lot of time thinking, where is he going? He's going to visit his mum? Maybe his dad? Maybe Maybe he's just going to a different country. And of course, he does not mean that. No, he can't. No, 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 he can't mean that. But Peter, James, and John were willing to follow Jesus everywhere Partly because they didn't just want him to go, but partly because they were so desperate to learn absolutely all they could learn from him before he did go. Well, the sun was shining bright on their backs and it felt like it was burning through their clothes. And it didn't really feel like they could go much further. Jesus was slightly ahead of them. He was walking a lot faster. He clearly knew something awesome was about to happen. And there was like a bright light shining out of Jesus. It was so bright. It was like Jesus was on fire, but the sun was behind them. So the sun was shining on their backs. How how was it shining in Jesus' face? They did not understand. Well, Jesus was actually glowing. He was whiter than the best bleacher could bleach some clothes. He was shining. And it doesn't stop there. Standing next to Jesus were two of the most incredible men from history. He had next to him Elijah and Moses. Peter, James, and John could hardly believe their eyes. These men, they, they were dead. They were long gone, but they were stood there right next to Jesus. And they were chatting and they were just hanging out, and they were loving life. And the disciples had absolutely no idea what to do. And then Peter opened his mouth. Uh, uh, Jesus, should, should we be here? Like, is there something that we can do? You know, something a bit less holy, something more on our level? Do you want us to Ah, oh, Do you know what, Jesus, we can build you a shelter. It's really hot up this mountain. Maybe if we build you a shelter, then, then you can shelter from the heat. And ah, oh, that's a great idea. Do you know what? Don't worry, Jesus. We're going to get on that. You just, you just continue hanging out with Moses and Elijah. And then the Bible tells us that a big white cloud came down. And then there was a voice. This is my son whom I love. This is my son, whom I love. How incredible is that? Peter, James and John actually heard God speak. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. The cloud lifted. Moses and Elijah had gone, just disappeared, vanished just exactly like how they had arrived. Now, it's what happens next that makes me laugh a little bit. Jesus just turns to his disciples like, right, let's go then. By the way, don't say anything to the others. Let's just wait till the Son of Man comes back to life again. What? Where is the Son of Man? When is he dying? When is he coming back to life? These poor disciples, they thought they were just going to get a rest and they were absolutely baffled by the end of it. They were having one tough day. They'd walked up the biggest mountain ever. Then Jesus had started to glow. Two dead folk appeared. Not only were they dead guys, but it was Moses and Elijah. And then they heard God speak. And then Elijah and Moses disappeared. And then Jesus told them that they weren't allowed to talk about this to anyone. They had to wait. They had to wait until he came back to life. When was he dying? And actually, no one comes back to life. It's just not something that people do. People just don't come back to life. They'd never seen it. People just, it's weird. But there are impossibilities with Jesus. They weren't over yet. They were still going to keep on and keep on coming. When Jesus chose to come into his disciples' lives, he transformed them completely. And he was going to keep on and keep on transforming their lives. Now, a few moments ago, we were talking about who inspired us, who transforms our lives. How many of you had Jesus on your list of inspirational people? There are a few of you. Was Jesus top of your list, or was he a bit of an afterthought? Was he a, mm, do you know what? Actually, maybe I ought to include Jesus on my list. He has had a big part of my life. Well, Jesus was first on the disciples list, he was number one. He was their number one inspiration. And so many people have had Jesus as their number one inspiration, and they have changed thousands of people's lives. We've had Mother Teresa, she devoted her life to the poor people living in Calcutta. Brother Andrew smuggled Bibles into China. William Wilberforce walked to put an end to slavery because God had asked them to do it. He'd called them to do it and they were inspired to make a difference. Jesus on the mountain, he was inspiring his team. He was changing their lives. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop with those three at the top of the mountain. He kept going and he kept going. Just look at the people that he called to be his disciples. He chose fishermen, those who weren't good enough to go and learn more scriptures and to be rabbis. He chose tax collectors, people who cheated people out of all of others' money. He chose prostitutes people covered in leprosy, those who are blind, those who are filled with demons. Jesus chose the down and out. Jesus wanted the down and out. He wanted everyone, every single one of those people were good enough for Jesus. He wanted to inspire them. He wanted to change their lives. He wanted to be in their lives. And Jesus' ultimate inspiration was when he took everything that we've ever done and he held it there on the cross with him as he died so that everything that we've ever done wrong, everything that we will ever do wrong can be forgiven if we ask for it. And when Jesus came back to life, he gave the best inspirational speech of all time. He said, all authority on earth and in heaven has been given to me Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Jesus went to the absolute end to inspire us. He endured the worst imaginable things, just to inspire us. And he promises that he's going to be with us right to the very end, just because he loves us. So no matter what he asks us to do, we need to hold on to the fact that we are never, ever going to be doing that alone. Amen.